It was to my left in the gloom somewhere. He was easy to distinguish from Reg 1, being the best part of a foot shorter and with hair that looked like a fistful of dark blonde wire wool. The only thing I knew about them, apart from their zap numbers, was that, like me, they had both been circumcised within the last three weeks and that, like mine, their underwear came from Tel Aviv. And that was all I wanted to know about them or about Reg's three to six who were already in country, waiting for us, even though one of them, Glenn, was an old friend. I found myself facing Sarah again. She was rubbing her eyes with her fists like a sleepy child. I tried to doze off. Thirty minutes later, I was still kidding myself I was asleep when I got a kick on the back of my legs. It was Sarah. I sat up in my sleeping bag and peered into the semi-darkness. Three loadies, loadmasters, were moving around with orienteering torches attached to their heads, glowing a dim red so as not to destroy our night vision. Each of them had an umbilical cord trailing from his face mask, and their hands moved instinctively to make sure it didn't get snagged or detached from the aircraft's oxygen supply. I unzipped the bag and, even through my all-weather sniper suit, immediately felt the freezing cold in the unpressurized 747 cargo hold. None of the passengers or cabin crew would have known there were people down here, tucked away in the belly of the aircraft. Nor would our names have appeared anywhere on a manifest. I folded the bag in half, leaving inside the two aircrew bags I'd filled during the flight. Plastic bags with a one-way valve which you insert yourself into and piss away to your heart's content. I wondered how Sarah had been getting on. It was bad enough for me because my cock was still extremely sore, but it must be hard being female aircrew on a long flight with a device designed only for males. Or the female commander of a deniable op. I put a post-it on my mental bulletin board, reminding myself to ask her how she got round the problem. That was if we survived, of course, and were still on speaking terms. I could never remember which was starboard or port. All I knew was that, as you looked at the aircraft from the front, we were in the small hold at the rear and the door was on the left-hand side. I clutched my oxygen tube as a loadie crossed over it and adjusted my mask as his leg caught it, pulling it slightly from my face. The inside was wet, clammy and cold now the seal had been broken. I picked up my Car 15, a version of the M16 Armalite 5.56mm with a telescopic butt and a shorter barrel. Cocked it and applied the safety. The car had a length of green paracord tied to it like a sling. I strapped it over my left shoulder so the barrel faced down and it ran along the rear of my body. The rig, parachute, would go over that. I pushed my hand under the sniper suit to get hold of the Beretta 9mm that was on a leg holster against my right thigh. I cocked that, too, and pulled back the top slide a few millimetres to check chamber. Turning the weapon so it caught one of the loadies' red glows, I saw the glint of a correctly fed round, ready to go. This was my first false flag job posing as a member of Israeli special forces, and as I adjusted my leg straps, I wished I'd had a little more time to recover from the circumcision. 
It hadn't healed as quickly as we'd been told. I looked around me as we got our kit on, hoping the others were in as much pain. We were about to carry out a lift to find out what the West's new bogeyman, Osama bin Laden, a Saudi multimillionaire turned terrorist, was getting up to in Syria. Satellite photography had shown earth-moving and other heavy equipment from bin Laden's construction company near the source of the River Jordan. Downstream lay Israel, and if its main source of water was about to be dammed, diverted or otherwise tampered with, the West needed to know. They feared a repeat of the 1967 war, and with bin Laden around, it was never going to be a good day out. He hadn't been dubbed America's public enemy number one by Clinton for nothing. Our task was to lift Osama's right-hand man, known to...